the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you uh, have a small market, grocery store, liquor store, and you're looking for a cashier that comes to work every single day and, you know, doesn't complain, you might want to check about point of sale self-checkout. All the big boys do it, and so does Southwest point of sale. And it's geared towards a smaller business, so you might want to give them a call at 800-540-2149. Check them out, see if their system fits your your design. They'll come out to your facility, take a look, look at all your uh, equipment, your power supplies, and if it works out, you can get into this updated uh, you know, technology for the cost of an old-style cash register. You can use your iPhone to change prices, product prices, whether you're at the store or not. Delivery, installation, and training is provided by Southwest Point of Sale Specialists. You get unlimited technical support, and it comes complete with a barcode reader, cash box, and a printer, and all of the backup that you could ever ask for. So check these guys out. Also, hot rods and custom stuff. If you're into hot rods, boy, I tell you what, maybe you own one, and you're not quite sure how to work on it because you don't know who built it. Well, that's what hot rods and custom stuff does. They'll bring that your hot rod up there. They'll do general repair. They'll fix problems that maybe you're not sure what to do with. And if you're just looking for things to hang on the wall, they have all those parts and pieces as well. Hot rods and custom stuffed. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Just go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. All right. So I went to L.A. I just drove the Corolla up once. And when I did the review last time, I was pretty pleased with the car. I mean, I, I love the Corolla. I like the designs. It's the Apex model. You can actually get into an Apex for twenty five nine sixty. I'm getting about thirty. I don't know. It says thirty eight highway. I'm averaging about thirty five thirty six. Um, but it ran very well. Technology was great. Uh, didn't have a place to charge the USB or my phone, which I thought was kind of interesting. It had some connectors, but I didn't have the right cable unless I have a 12-volt, you know, like a cigarette lighter type adapter. But be that as it may, you know, it, 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 it was fine as far as that goes. But the, kind of the reason why I wanted to circle back on this is if you were looking at this compared to, say, a Camry, 
you might go with the Camry. And I tell you why. I don't know if it's because of the performance-oriented uh, design of the Corolla Apex, but, man, you hit a chuck hole, you hit any kind of rough terrain on the road, and it will jar your 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 back pretty good. And I'm talking serious uh, to the point where I'm doing an interview again on the car. So if you're going to think about buying one, I highly recommend you take it on a good road test, find some chuck holes. I don't mean dive into them on intentionally, but even small speed bumps. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty violent. I mean, I was really, really, really surprised. Uh, do I like the car? Absolutely. Would I buy the car? Probably I would, but, and I don't know if there's anything you can do to soften up the ride because then it takes away all the handling characteristics of it. Uh, but I was a little, a little, little surprised. Uh, and like I said, the only other thing that kind of concerned me is I got 34 miles per gallon and they say you could get 36 on the highway. So that was a little bit of a question. But all in all, the looks of it were great. It clears all of the uh, curbs. You know, when you pull into a store or pull into a business, you know, a lot of times, because this car looks really low, and you think the first thing that's going to take a hit would be the air dam. But so far, I, I mean, it, it's very well designed from that standpoint. Uh, it's got plenty of room in it. It's got plenty of cargo area. Uh, it's just, God, just such a fun, fun car. I absolutely love it to death, but I just wanted to bring that up just so you'd be uh, uh, aware of it. The particular one I'm driving is cement with a black sand and a gold uh, trim. Now, saying that on the radio, it may not sound all that good, but if you see it up close with the blacked-out wheels, the blacked-out logos, the blacked-out grill, you know, this thing's pretty bad. Uh and there, and there again, I think the suspension issues due to the sport tuned suspension mounted on 18-inch black alloy wheels. But, uh, you know, other than that, I love a six-speed, and that's what this is. It's a six-speed manual. And, yeah, you can get it. In fact, it's funny. If you buy the automatic, the base is 25570 But if you get the manual, it's 25960 so you got to pay more for a manual than you would an automatic, which is kind of kind of crazy. Good visibility, seats are extremely comfortable, uh, easily uh, adjustable to get to get comfortable in the car. Plenty of back seat room, plenty of trunk room. It's just an all around fun car for twenty five k, okay, twenty six, maybe twenty seven with tax and license. So, just you might have been, you know somewhat enthused by my review last week but after taking it on a nice long trip to la hollywood to be exact i just felt i owed it to the listeners to kind of circle back and and give it uh, give you a little bit of an update on on what you're what you're actually you know looking for when you get into this car just something to look for Uh, other than that you know again i didn't have any issues with it you know whatsoever I am not a fan of one other thing that they did on it is I'm not a fan of a rear view or a window visor that has a plastic slide out. I'd rather have the visor 
slide on a rod so I could move it to where I want it. Because with that little plastic piece coming out, sometimes you don't get all of the sun blockage that, that you know you feel like you need. Uh, so that was a little bit of an issue. The uh, armrest was back probably a little bit farther than I would like, but if you're going to throw two cup holders in it, where are you going to put the stick shift? So if you're going to have a stick shift, you're going to have to give up on some of that. And I and I'm fine with it. I mean, I didn't I didn't have because I ended up driving. I don't know about anybody, the rest of you folks out there, but when I drive a stick, I always rest my hand on the shifter. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm waiting for something to happen. I don't know, but it just seems to be, you know, just seems to be a uh, a natural reaction for me to keep my hand on the shifter while driving. And I don't care if I'm going down the freeway or, or what it is that I'm doing, which is kind of a hoot if you really, really stop and uh, think about it. So if you're looking for a fun little Toyota, take a look at the Corolla. If not, move up to the uh, Camry because I tell you what, you can't go wrong with, with that Camry TRD. I mean, that thing is sweet. But this is a little bit smaller, a little bit less expensive, and just as much fun to drive. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we've got uh, – Kristen Barclay is on the line, and she's talking Infinity or Mazda CX-50. So let's see what her thought pattern is on that right here on You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know show, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 Elkhorn Boulevard in lovely La Mesa. Go to expressautoservicelamesa.com. Check out their website. Need any type of work done on your everyday driver, truck, diesel, classic car, believe it or not. Give Dave and Connie a call. They'll be more than happy to take care of your automotive needs. Kristen Barclays on the line in the Mazda CX-50. How you doing, kid? What's going on? Well, just same old, same old. Trying to stay cool. Uh, <laughs> what's the studio? 78 degrees. So if that tells you anything. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Well, you know, we got a cold front here in Dallas this week. It uh, actually got what? like 99. It dropped below 100. So there's that. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> time, time to bring out the sweaters. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you know what? Um, this is one of the first, you know, due to the chip shortage and the 2023 models I've been in yet, you know, typically by now, that's what you and I are driving are 2023 models. But most of the models I've been driving have been 2022. Mm-hmm. Again, supply chain issues, chip shortages, et cetera. Um, and so the CX-50, I was kind of excited to get into it because it's a new offering for Mazda being their their new compact SUV. Um which I was having friends ask me if they were phasing out the CX-5, but I haven't heard anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. I think they're just a new entry. They're just trying to be more competitive. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything on that either. So, Yeah, I think they're just trying to kind of expand the segment. You know, uh, the difference, you know, the CX-50 is uh, it's lower by, you know, a little over, I think, 1.4 inches. It's wider. It's about three inches wider, and it's um, – almost six inches longer like i think it's 5.7 mm-hmm. um 
which someone was telling me it, it's got like station wagon vibes. I don't personally see that. Mm. Um, so I thought it was interesting that they brought that up, but I don't personally see that at all. It still mm. looks to me like, you know, kind of a, a small SUV. Um, I, I like the way it drives. You know, I had the CX-30 not too long ago and the CX-50 I like so much better. Um, turning radius is phenomenal. I feel like it's got those Mazda driving dynamics that we're constantly talking about. You know, big selling point is just mm-hmm. fun to drive. Um, so really liked it. I, I'm in the uh, Turbo Premium, which is one of their top of lines. So the price tag on this is $43,170 um, with a, a 2.5 liter inline four, six-speed automatic, 256 horsepower. You know, here's something interesting, though. I was doing research on the vehicle. It's 256 horsepower if you're running 93 octane in it. But 227 horsepower if you're running 87 octane. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised by that. How about you? Well, you know, it's it's funny. They've for the for gosh as many years as I can remember, you either bought a car that ran 87 or 91, and they never ever said, you know, usually they say no if it's got 91, you got to run 91. And I think the reason they were saying that is so that you get the mileage that they were claiming. So I think they have finally either got legislation to allow them to say, sure, run 87, and but you're you're probably going to lose X amount of horsepower, and I would assume either improve mileage or less. I don't I don't really know, but I seen that that uh, that same comment and I was surprised. Yeah, because you know I'm used to it affecting like miles per gallon, right? Like a lot of times if you run premium fuel, especially on a luxury vehicle, you your miles per gallon is what do they call it optimized? Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really heard about it impacting horsepower. Um, so yeah, it just shocked me a little bit. Well, and the and the other but, thing too, 97 octane fuel burns slower than 87. So that was that used to be the other reasoning that you stayed either with eighty seven or, or ninety one. But yeah, it's yeah, kind of kind of different, kind of different. Yeah, well, and I was also you know in talking to some colleagues of ours and everything, um, they were saying that Mazda is hoping that the CX fifty uh, digs into a little bit of the Subaru market, um, which I thought was interesting because you know Subaru kind of has its own following. We've talked about that before. Where, oh, like, yeah. they've got their loyal followers. They're very, like, active outdoor people. Um, and so, uh, the, you know, for the CX-50, for Mazda to kind of be going after a little bit of the audience, mm. um, I didn't see a very close comparison. No, I, and um, I just got out of a couple of Subarus, and I I don't see a, a Subaru customer saying, oh, look, <laughs> maybe I'll go try this car. Yeah, it just doesn't have that outdoor enthusiast vibe no. or something, I guess. No. Um, you know, and uh, it and it has more of a premium vibe. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I don't see the comparison, but you know, again, maybe that's me. I don't know. No, you know, you and I look at cars differently than each other, but you know, when when we see something that's pretty blatant, I mean, we we seem to agree, and and, and I have to I have to agree with you. I I don't know where they got that mindset. You know, somebody had to come up with something, I guess. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, you know, I was also surprised, you know, reading that it's lower than the CX-5 to learn that it has a little more ground clearance than the CX-5, even though it's lower. I thought it was kind of an interesting fact. Um, you know, mine had the turbo engine, so it's supposed to be able to tow up to 3,500 pounds 
Um, again, you know, I'm not used to people buying like a, a small SUV and really looking at the towing factor. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes people do, but it's usually the people that are occasionally, you know, end of summer relocating, maybe a jet ski or something like that. It's not like it's a prime function of the vehicle, so to speak. Like, um, like the Tesla that's towing a small little trailer? Yeah. Because I seen one of those the other day and I said, are you kidding me? I, yeah, I I think I'd be shocked to see a Tesla with a uh, with a tow hitch. Yeah, you and me both. But this one was cruising down the road and it had a little one of those little teardrop camp trailers on it. I went, okay, that's at least fifteen hundred pounds. See how that works out as far as your yeah, range. Your range, you know, how's that going to affect your range? But right. Uh, yeah, I know. So it's 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 going to be different. And, you know, the car manufacturers are still struggling like crazy for parts, pieces, and, you know, supply chain issues, chip issues. So it's almost like we just forgot about 2020. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I continue to hear where people are saying that, um, you know, even if they can find the car that they want, they can't find the model, they can't find the trim level that they want. Um, You know, so a lot of people are making compromises. And, you know, as we've talked about before, forget if you need to repair a vehicle right now. You know, you're almost uh, looking at three to six months, just depending on what the vehicle needs and uh, parts availability and things like that. Well, I'll tell you how bad it is. My wife's cousin and I are flying to Kentucky the first week in August to drive back a 2022 Ford Maverick Hybrid. Oh, wow. That's what I said. And I go, okay, well, you must have saved a lot of money. He says, "Yeah, fifteen thousand above invoice." I go, fifteen thousand wow. above invoice." Okay, well, you know that's what you want. I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, I'm more than happy to to take the trip because I love road tripping anyway. But yeah, that's just that's isn't that crazy? Fifteen thousand. It is no, and that's you know my neighbor. I was just talking to him the other day. He he bought a, a Chevy Silverado not too long ago, an LTZ. And um, he had been looking at it, you know, when we had one a, a year or so ago and, and talking. And he, he said, you know, he said, originally, I really wanted a Ford. He said, I wanted, a, I wanted uh, an F-150. Mm-hmm. And he said, but the markup was so crazy yeah. that there was no way I was going to pay it. He said that his, the markup that he was looking at for, for, you know, the equivalent of the Chevy that he bought was $20,000. Yeah. And he said, you know, I just, I wasn't going to pay that. No. Um, and the interesting thing was, he said, you know, now that he has this, this truck and he's so happy with it, He's looking at maybe going out and buying a Corvette um, and justifying it by the markup money that he saved. Is that not, you know, I just kind of blew me away. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you're not buying a Corvette for 20000 but he's just saying he's able to justify that additional car payment, wow. um, you know, via the money that he saved. And I think he's looking at it as, a, uh, as an investment vehicle as well. Doesn't sound like so, that. That sounds like a good excuse to buy a Corvette. I mean, it might just be what he's telling his wife. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, dear, if we buy this car, this will be like money in the bank. It'll be like going to the stock right. market, and uh, and as long as <laughs> right. you don't drive it, and I'm the only one to drive it, it'll keep it in much better. <laughs> I love the way guys try to convince their wives why they should have, you know, uh, this, that, or the other. It's so you know, crazy. Here, here's something to think about, though. You know, you're talking about, like, vehicles being scarce, right, and markup and all that. With this being a 2023 Mazda CX-50, 
you have to wonder if it's a vehicle that will sell well. I think it's a good vehicle. Like, let's yeah. just put that out there, right? I do think right. it's a good vehicle. But you have to wonder if, it, if the sales numbers will increase and it will be more competitive because it is a new model and because it should have availability, right? Like, because a lot of people aren't familiar with it yet. Right. Um, and so may get some adapters that way. We have uh, Infiniti QX55 this week as well. It's Marlin's vehicle. Uh-huh. And I drove both. And while I love the QX55, it it it's kind of behind with some of the technology because it hasn't mm-hmm. it's not like the other infinities that have been updated it still has like the dual screen and everything mm-hmm. and i was like well the driving dynamics are kind of similar they're both fun to drive you know the, the qx55 has the vc turbo but it's got the cvt mm-hmm. and that's where it really lacks compared to the uh to the mazda mm-hmm. um you know they both corner well and it's kind of odd to say corner well when you're talking about an suv but just the driving dynamics yeah. and them. Um, they're very engaging to drive. Um, so, you know, just interesting comparison. You just have to wonder, though, will the CX-50 get a lot of early adapters and a lot of sales? Because I'm assuming being a new vehicle, new SUV, um, availability should be better than maybe some of the more established models that are out there. Right. I don't and, know. And you got to remember, Mazda has their own uh, kind of a you know, cult following. You know, you, you, talk to Ma- you talk to Mazda owners. You know, they've been buying Mazdas, you know, probably their whole career. If they get into one they love, you know what I mean? Well, Mazda has the driving dynamics uh, nailed down. They're they're safe, and they tend to retain their value, but their fuel economy is another selling point that everyone always talks about is their fuel economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's rated for 25 combined. Um, most Mazda owners that I personally know buy one and keep it to the wheels fall off. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you know, same thing. I mean, you know a lot of Mazda owners. I think you're one yourself that have Mazdas with well over 200,000 miles on yeah. them. Um, and while it might not be their daily driver anymore, it's just a vehicle they don't want to part with because they still enjoy driving it. Right. Because they figure if anything, you know, oh, look, I'll just take the Mazda. You know, they, you know, it's just a backup car that starts every time and gives them the service they're looking for. Yeah, it's interesting. There, there's two There's two things I changed with this vehicle. One is the infotainment system. You know, we've talked about it before. Right. It's just, to me, it's not feasible. The second thing is the way they did their vent design, it's really hard. You know, like I said, it's 109 here lately. It's really hard to get their vents lined up. Like, you almost have to keep adjusting the seat until you get the vents at the right level. Mm. And my daughter had the same issue. We're two different heights, so it's not just me. Right, right, Other than right. that, you know you know what was really cool? She pointed this out. You know how they have the head-up display with the right. it'll display the speed limit where you are? Well, even on their speedometer, on their digital speedometer, it will r- put a red line up where the speed is. Mm. So, like, at one point, she goes, you're speeding. I go, what do you mean? No, I'm not. Well, it was one of those zones where it had just changed from, like, 65 to 55 or whatever, and she was noticing that my speed was over the red line, and I was like, I didn't even notice that little feature until she pointed it out. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's why we hired her. (laughs) Did we? (laughs) Did we? Did she get paid? Now she's going to come to me and want to (laughs) try. Yeah, exactly. She's going to want a commission. All right. Hey, you know, just before... We go, and I'm only going to do this because you know this this young lady as well as I do, but we lost a dear uh, automotive journalist. Uh, Lou Hammond uh, passed away on us way, 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 way too soon. So I just want to dedicate this uh, segment to Lou Ann. Yeah, our uh, our thoughts and prayers are definitely yes. with her family and her colleagues. Uh, automotive is a family, so anytime one yeah. of us passes away, I think we all hurt. So. Yeah, we surely do. And I just wanted to throw that in there because I knew you'd appreciate it. 
Definitely. We lost a good one. Yes, we did. All right. I'm going to let you go. I can't wait to talk to you uh, next week. How do people follow you around? You know, find us, focusdailynews.com, or check out You Ought to Know. I put up some new stuff on our Facebook page. So we'll talk to you next week. All right. Look forward to it. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks. You are listening to the You Ought to Know show. FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street. It's the original location. He has two, so go to John's Automotive uh, or John's San Diego Auto Repair.com, AAA. Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. You really can't uh, do better than that. Anything worked on here, if you're traveling cross-country, warranty goes right along with you for three years, 36,000 miles. Plus, Napa Auto Care has benefits. AAA has benefits. And if you're a AAA owner or a card carrier, that's a benefit as well. Uh, John also does so much giving back to the community, and I, I, it's one of the reasons I, I like working with him. I mean, he deals with the Boys and Girls Club in East County. And anybody that gives back as hard as John does and his team, you got you got to take your car there. All right, now this is going to be an interesting interview. Brian Bell, he's the Ford brand manager, and he's chatting about the Ford Raptor R. You know, they came out with, I don't know, 500, 600 horse when they first came out with the Raptor. Then they went with the EcoBoost. A lot of people said, well, we want that big block back. Well, guess what? 700 horsepower. Take a listen. Oh, I got an interview for you folks. Well, you know, the Ford uh, Raptor F-150, you know, they, they came out with a smaller engine, which was great, good gas mileage, but they couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand it. The, 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 the consumers and the off-roaders just beat them up, and now they've got a 700 horsepower Ford F-150 Raptor R. Got my good buddy Brian Bell, brand manager on the line. Dude, that thing has got to be a monster. Oh, it is fantastic. The Raptor R is a, just an incredible machine. And, you know, we we, uh, we pride ourselves on listening to the customers at the company. And, and the EcoBoost is great. It's, it's, we still expect it will be our biggest seller in the Raptor. It's got fantastic low-end torque. It's a great desert running machine. But there's this group of customers that have been asking for a V8 back again. And so we just didn't deliver a V8. We delivered a, a killer V8 with the 5.2 with the supercharged, 700-horse, um, 640-foot-pound of torque uh, V8 engine that's in the truck. It's incredible. Well, and what I tell people, too, is I go, oh, no, 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 no. They, they pulled out a tried-and-true engine this thing came out of the gt 500 and then you guys massaged it basically for off-road use not road racing or drag racing use so you you came with a proven product and it, it wouldn't make that transition that difficult that's right it is the shelby gt 500 base motor and then the uh the the, the smart people at ford performance do their incredible work and they found a way to uh adjust it so we get more low-end torque um out of it for that desert running, low air and mid-range torque, right? So, which is what you really need when you're off-road. You want that that low-end grunt to get things moving in the sand and the dirt. Um, so they really they really tuned it and made adjustments for it to make it perfect for the Raptor. Exactly. You know, and it, and it, and it just didn't stop there. I mean, you got to be able to get through the whoops. You got to be able to get through the, you know, the the berms and what have you. So, 
you got with Fox Shocks. And I have to tell you, when you first came out with the Raptor, uh, Fox Shocks is built here in San Diego, so I had a chance to talk to the guy that was in charge of it. So I said, wow, that's pretty cool, man. You got Fox Shocks all over a Ford. He says, dude, we worked for it. He said, those people are so picky about what they want at the end result of that shock. He says, I must have made 600 shock changes just in the first Raptor alone. So hats off to you guys looking for a goal and not giving up until you got what you wanted. Well, that's right. Fax has been a partner with us so I, uh, from the first generation Raptor. This is our third generation truck now. The, you know, so the first generation launched with, with Fox as our partners in the uh, doing the shocks, helping us with the suspension work and, and, you know, developing that long travel suspension that was good for high speed desert off roading right out of the showroom had never been heard of, right? It was a, it was a shock to the industry and customers loved it. And we took our lessons there that we learned and we launched the second generation lap Raptor in 2017. And, we took those lessons. We brought out Gen 3, and we, you know, we really the, the launch of Gen 3 was all about that suspension, right? We did more work. We got 13 inches of travel in the front, four, over 14 in the back. Um, standard 37-inch tires for the first time on an OEM vehicle, you know, which we we heard customers talk about and want. And then we we put in a unique five-link rear suspension in the back to give us, you know, even better uh, travel in the back and and um, better control when you're uh, when you're out in the dirt, the desert, and so. You know, the, the team really continued to work on it. We keep honing. That's what we pride ourselves on is listening to the customers, doing those things that they like, that they want, the things that they're doing in the aftermarket. We want we can do for them right out of the showroom. And uh, then the Raptor R comes now with this new engine on top of all of this, and it's, a, it's just a great combination for customers. Well, and the thing, you know, I'm an old, I don't know if I told you, but I used to be a service manager for 30 years in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And nothing drove the factory guys crazier than for somebody to buy a vehicle and then go redo it aftermarket. And then the customer come back to me and say, well, this aftermarket part doesn't work. I go, well, what are you coming to see me for? And I was glad to see the manufacturers, especially Ford, listen to the customer. Okay, you want a turbocharger? You want a supercharger? You want 37-inch tires? What do you want? And if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. And now on the R, everything that you buy from the dealer it's all covered under the warranty. So you don't have to go run around trying to figure out where to get, where was your warranty paperwork, what did you do with it, and where was the shop that did the repair. I love the fact that you've made this a one-stop shop. I tell people, all you got to do is slap a number on the door, and if you can drive, you can win. That makes, well, you know, our, our, our engineers really, really pride themselves on bringing the customers the things that they want and that we see them doing, right? So they can just drive it right off the showroom floor. And you're right, have a warranty, have all of our technology of it. You know, that when, when you design the vehicle from the, the, the whole vehicle, all of those components are designed to work together so much better than if you bolt things on. And so we think it's a, a great solution for customers. And like I said, with three generations under our belt, now we've got so many learnings from 10 years in the desert with, with customers that, uh, that we're putting into the truck. But the Raptor R is really, it shows all of those things we've learned and all of that hard work coming to fruition. Exactly. So every time that you guys do something like this, now this is third generation, uh, you learn from the first two, you know, what not to do, what to do, what to change. The consumer may not see it all or catch it all or even understand it all. You know, they're just looking for the end result. And I know the engineers that work for, you know, Ford Performance, they are so into what they do. And, I mean, perfection to them is 
that that's the goal. If they can't get to perfection, then guess what? You're not going to see it, or are you going to get it? And I think that's that's the winning success of Ford when you guys do your performance vehicles. Yeah, the Ford performance team is is um, incredible. The work that they do, and, the, and you're right, these guys they live, eat, sleep, breathe the the performance world. That's that's uh, that's just who they are, and they. They get so excited over the things that they, uh, you know, you'll be in meetings with them. They'll get so excited over some idea or something that they're working on or coming, and they'll want to show you, you know, I'm, I'm the marketing guy. And so sometimes I understand it. Sometimes I don't, right? I, I have some automotive background, but not, not nearly the level that they do. And, and uh, but they're so anxious to take you back in the shop and show you these things. And it's, it's, it's fun to work with them. I just, it really is. They just, they just love what they do and it makes it so much fun to work on this stuff. I mean, come on, Brian, what would you rather do? Get up and go, have a meeting with the upper echelon or take a truck out and just beat the snot out of it and have more fun than you can imagine. And I'll bet you the line I'll bet you the line to go to work for Ford Performance is as long as your arm, if not longer. They're uh they, that's a it's a great organization, a great group of people and and uh they're just you know, like like I said, they're they're just so much fun to work with. And you're right, I, I love going and, and, and working on this stuff and driving the trucks and seeing them and seeing the new things and it's uh it's the best part of the you know, best part of the day when you get to work on the Raptor. I can hear you now. Well, you know, I'm marketing, you know, I have to feel it, I have to smell it, I have to touch it. Here's my helmet, let's go. <laughs> You know, sometimes that does work. You know, uh, the uh, you know, I, I try that play. I, I, I to, to to really understand it, you got to feel it. You got to be a part of it. So I, I've been out in the desert with them a few times. It's incredible. So yeah. the, the testing, the, the the torture testing, the grueling things that they do to vehicles uh, to, oh. to to make sure they're good for customers is just phenomenal. So I know. Hey, stick with me a minute. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got. I want to talk some more about. You know, what's the exterior look like? How much has it changed? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Uh, tell you what, makes you want to run out and buy a 700-horsepower Raptor, doesn't it? <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service at 36909 Convoy Street, another Napa Auto Care ASC certified shop. Uh, Dave and his team do an absolute phenomenal job. Uh, like I said, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. You can't find it any better than that. Warranty's good, clear across the United States. And Bumper Doc Kearney makes it. They're moving up a little bit. They're going to start getting into body work uh, where insurance companies, you have your vehicle down there. Uh, they're still doing, uh, you know, window, t- not window tint, but they're doing scratches, dings, dents, those types of things, but they are moving up. So check them out at. Kearney Mesa, BumperDoc.com, All right, let's take a listen to the second interview with Brian Bell, brand Ford manager, talking about the 700-horsepower Ford Raptor R. All right, folks, hey, welcome back. We're talking to Brian Bell, brand manager of Ford. Now, are you a Ford Raptor, Ford Ford everything? What's your title? I have um, uh, I'm the marketing manager for all the gas F-150s. So if it's got a gas uh, engine or the hybrid engine, uh, that's uh, that's uh, my my world that I work on at the moment. So um, I I think I got one of the best jobs in the auto industry, right? When you get to work on F-150 every day and it brings things like Raptor with it and and our tremors and our new Rattler package and stuff, we've got so many great things working on, and it just uh, it, it's just a a, a a great spot to be. 
without a doubt. We're talking about the F-150 Raptor R. Uh, are there going to be just a, uh, I mean, I know, are you going to have a Raptor no R, or just is the Raptor R the next next generation? Well, we'll have the, the, the Raptor that we have today that we launched in 21 with the 3.5 EcoBoost will stay. We think that'll be the primary volume still. The Raptor R will be on top of that one, you know, optional uh, with the 5.2 V8 in it um, for those folks that really want the V8, want that extra performance. But the, the Raptor with the EcoBoost is a great, uh, it's a great combination, and, and customers just absolutely love it. So uh, that's, that's staying and going to do really well. Well, my joke with that is if you get the EcoBoost, you don't go to the gas station as much. <laughs> but you still get all the bells and whistles. You still get all the fun. So now you've got on the R a 10-speed select shift transmission. Uh, and you've improved the calibration. Kind of give give the, the listeners a sense of, of what why that's as great as it sounds. Well, the 10-speed the transmission has been a, a great um, combination to go with the Raptor, you know, when we launched it. Uh, on the EcoBoost, and now with the 5.2, you know, you, you put all that gearing in with all this horsepower and torque that's available, and you're, you know, and the, and the shifting is so smooth that it's not sequential, right? So it'll jump to whatever gear it thinks it needs at the time. You go from, you know, second to seventh if it thinks that's the right thing to do, right? The, the transmission is smart that way. And um, so it just makes for a, such a great combination to put the power to the ground, and, uh, you know, and you, you really get to take advantage of all that torque with all that gearing that's available to you. So and really good. And then the, the, the shifting part of it, we actually have paddle shifters on the vehicle, right? The, the off-road world, people like to control the gears that they're in. They like to hold gears longer. So we, we give them that capability with the paddle shift on the, um, on the steering column. Well, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, all these hardcore guys out there, I like stick shift. I like it. Well, you can take an automatic, especially in an off-road vehicle, and you'll get 10 times the benefit. It, it really is, uh, you know, when you when you think about the combination we have, it's really the the, the most optimum for for any kind of off road performance, right? You, you uh, as a as a, a person who's got to take a, a couple of runs in the desert, high speed, you certainly don't want to take any either hand off the steering wheel, um, is where so shifting would have forced that, and and uh, you know because that steering wheel is just moving all over the place, and uh, and you get to control that gearing the way you want to, uh, you know, and and keep your focus still on what's important while you're driving. So it's a, it's a great combination. Plus the, 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 the speed of the transmission shifting now and the, the, the availability with the 10 speeds and the smart transmission, you know, you're always in the right gear. It's just, it's a, it really does work really well for customers. So I'm walking up to a Ford lot and I see a Raptor R or what do I know if I see it at a Raptor R? What have you done with to the exterior to make it stand out? From the EcoBoost Raptor. So the the Raptor R has a few uh, uh, a few things that make it stand out, and in there, you know, on the exterior we go from a gray um, kind of accent color to a black one, and then we've got this code orange, um, these code orange accents in the vehicle, like in the the tow hooks, the uh, the badging has a has a code orange R on it. We've got a, a bigger hood scoop on the vehicle. It's about an inch taller. It's wider, right? And we, we label the Raptor R in there. That bigger hood scoop stands out. We need the room. We need that that room for the engine in there. And then there's a you know a, a unique um, box side uh, uh, decal on it that pulls out the Raptor R, so you know it from there. And then Raptor R is also standard with our 37 inch um, uh, tire, 17 inch wheel, 37 inch tire. You can get a, a 37 inch on the on the base truck. 
uh, but the, with a different wheel. So it's got a unique wheel, this big tire that's, that's standard on it. Um, and so, you know, we think from the outside, people are going to be able to pick it up really, really quickly. And it just gives that, it has that strong, menacing Raptor look of always. And then there's these little details that just say, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the rat, that's the R. That's the, that's 700 horsepower coming at me right there. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear it coming. And I understand flow through exhaust and you can actually modify it. It's got uh, multiple exhaust modes, yeah. So you can you can uh, adjust the exhaust from fairly quiet to uh, what what I would uh, you know cautiously say is an aggressive sound. <laughs> right? no nice to, that, you can you can hear it coming from a pretty good distance if you put it in that mode. Yeah, that never bothers me. I mean, uh, I I've had about three uh, press cars this week or this last couple of weeks, all manual transmissions. I'm like a pig in heaven. So. Are you going to do like a lot of manufacturers do and, say, build the first 50 and, and number them, or are these just going to, you know, and I understand today is the day you can actually order your Raptor R, put an order in for it. Yep, so we, we aren't doing a, a, a limited first run. Uh, the, the Raptor R is a, a special vehicle for anyone that gets one, right? So we don't have that limited first run of this. The, uh, and the order banks are open at dealers now, so you can go talk to a dealer and, and uh, place orders if you're looking for it. The, uh, the order bank did open this week for them. All right. Any accessories uh, to the R, or what more would you want? I mean, it seems to me like you guys have re you've done everything. You've, in, you've enlarged the oil pan. Uh, you, you, you've done so many things that an off-roader would want. It's already done, but I'm sure you're going to have a couple of little goodies in the parts department. Well, one of them, you know, the, the truck comes standard with our B-Lock capable uh, wheel. So, you know, like I said, you got this 37-inch tire right right from us that's standard on it with a 17-inch wheel. And then if you want, you can buy a, a, a B-Lock ring for the wheel and remount the tire to a true B-Lock. So if you're truly going to go use it in the dirt and you want to have that ability to air up and down easily and want that B-Lock capability, we, we we have that for you right now, and you can pick up the accessory um, at the dealership when you take delivery of the vehicle. So it's ready to go. So, yeah, we've always got some some accessories working. That's, like, one of the key performance ones that I think is just really cool to have this, this you know, beadlock capable right from the plant, you know. Without a shadow of a doubt, I, I agree <clears throat> with you 100%. And I know you've been racing all three gener – well, all two generations. I have you got any track time on the, the Raptor R this year? We, we don't have any plans to uh, to race the Raptor R at this point. We we have uh, gone to the Baja 1000 and and other off road races to to learn over the years and and get some uh, you know, get some testing and check things and and um, with the Raptor R we don't have any plans to race it at this point in time. But we we uh, we were very aggressive in our our testing uh, regimen ourselves out in the desert with it. So we feel really good about where this is at and what what the truck's going to deliver for customers. You wait. Some girl's going to come from the Rebel Rally and steal one of those trucks. You know that. I'll be cheering on. Well, an all-girl rally wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt at all. Well, so let's let's just talk nuts and bolts. What's what's base price? So the the, the price of the Raptor R is a one hundred nine one forty five, and that comes pretty much with all the options. There's just a, there's only a couple of things to choose from. One of them is a uh, the moonroof, right? We know that moonroofs in some parts of the country people really like them. In other parts, they're, they're not as popular. But uh, for the most part, that's the only option you can pick, and then a, then a few accessories. So it's uh, it's 109, kind of 
you know, there it is. It's a loaded up, ready to go truck, um, you know, premium interior. We've got a Recaro seat interior with leather and um, Alcantara suede seats and that coat orange accents I talked about on the outside, that some of that's on the inside. We've got real carbon fiber accents on the inside. I mean, it's a, it's a really fantastic truck to, uh, to drive every day as well as out the desert. So, um, you know, I think customers are really going to enjoy it. Well, and before anybody has a heart attack at 109, I challenge you to take an F-150, take it to an aftermarket builder, and see what it would cost you to build a truck identical to the R. You ain't going to come close to 109. You're going to be well over a buck and a half easy if you had to do this yourself. So I think that is very, very well priced. I think it gives the the, the hardcore competitor a fair advantage because, like I said, to build a, a true race truck to go to the bar, you're not going to touch it for 109. Don't you agree? Well, we think it's a we think it's a great value for what you're giving the customers, right? This capability, all this suspension travel, all this new suspension work, and the and then the, the powertrain on top of it, plus all of the you know all the additional features that we've got, and we've got some great off-road features like one-pedal drive, right, for trails and trail control, trail turn assist, and we we you know we got our over-the-air updates with our Ford Power Up, so that we'll continue giving those software updates to the vehicle, and, and for most of the systems of the vehicle, we can continue improving over the life of the vehicle. So there's just so many so many other pieces to this truck that make it just such a such a great vehicle. Yeah, we 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 think we're in really really good spot there. Will you quit building all these cool vehicles? I just don't have room or the money, okay? You're making me crazy. But I'm going to reach out to Jason and see how soon one comes to the press fleet because that's about as close as I'm probably going to get. And I, and I live in San Diego, so I'm close to the desert, so that's not a problem. You're in a perfect spot for one of these. Yeah, it would be a great addition to your garage. Write it down, Dave Stahl, San Diego. Dave Stahl, San Diego. Write that shit down. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you're busy as can be. Keep up the good work, and I know I'm going to be talking to you down the road with more uh, product coming out of Ford Performance. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Dave. appreciate you letting me come on and uh, talk about the Raptor R. If anybody wants any info, they can go to Ford.com. All of it's right there. Perfect. Take care, buddy. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Well, I tell you, I would like, I can't wait to get my hands on it. 700 horsepower raptor r and our next guest on race your radio wants it more than i do <laughs> but he's a tad on the short side that's our growing up garage star caden and we're going to chat with him and the family got the kids in his sister's even smiling on radio which i love then we got the littlest one who'd rather eat the <laughs> headphones than put them on her big ears she's not talking either she only talks when we when we turn off the uh, the microphones. You ever notice that? Brittany is it in happens. the house. Yeah, and hi. She's got tons of fun things to talk about. We're not one hundred percent sure if Dirt Dude's going to call in not in yet. Hopefully, he does with results. That might be helpful. Yeah. Scott uh, Delosio may be taking the day off today, but it's all going to be fun. Yeah, Race. we got growing up garage, the whole family. That's right. Lots to talk about. Right around the corner, right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.